What's happening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rapping with Reefum. I'm your host, Keith Berkelhammer. So today, I welcome back Adam Derrickson from Battle Corals. What's happening there, Adam? Not much, man. Good to see you. Third time's a charm, I guess we'll call yeah, it on this Yeah, yeah. Third time on, uh, man. I'm very psyched. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate it. I love coming on. It's, it's great. I had a little bit of a rough uh, patch. I was a little sick earlier today, and I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, but... Uh, but here we are, and I'm going to do my best. I'm actually feeling better. I won't. I won't we're, drag we're, on. Promise, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm doing good, man. It's always always we're, good. To talk uh, to you. We're very thankful that you're um, you're you're rallying tonight <laughs> to uh, to be on. But uh, I do want to um, I do want to uh, manage expectations out there. I think this is going to be about a 45 minute show because uh, Adam Thank was you. like in <laughs> bed all day long. He was emailing me from bed. And um, I was like, oh, dude, if you're like in bed sick, yeah. then you shouldn't be on tonight. But he um, he's going to rally. But before we uh, we start talking to uh, to Adam, I want to thank the sponsors of the live stream, both Bulkery Supply and Ecotech Marine. I really appreciate these companies supporting the show. And I also appreciate you folks out there tuning in and watching. Please spread the word. <clears throat> Hit that like button um, so people can find the show right now. And as always, I always um, encourage everybody to ask questions and put your comments in the chat. Uh, just quickly, for those that don't know Adam, I'm sure there's not a lot of people that uh, that don't know Adam. He is, um, okay. He's probably one of the most well-known coral vendors out there that specializes in, in SPS. He has been uh, in the game for a number of years, has done an amazing, wow. amazing job aquaculturing corals and, and making them available to hobbyists. So we're very fortunate to have him back on the, uh, the show. And um, I see there's a whole bunch of people in the chat, in the live stream. Thank you. Thank you, folks, for uh, for tuning in. Um, just quickly checking some of the uh, the comments there. Rob Upstate New York, what's up there, man? Good to see you back. Ham Corals, what's up, y'all? Um, Elvis just gave me three free frags. Triggerfish45. So, uh, all right, man, we, um, we, we have some, we have some yeah. limited, uh, time tonight. And, um, I think we, we had some pretty good conversation right before the live stream where we're talking a lot about a certain topic. And my, my kickoff question to you was, um, you know, Adam, have you been kind of working on anything lately over the past year? And I think it's going to be a, uh, an interesting, uh, answer and conversation that we'll have regarding what you've been working on in terms of kind of experimenting with stuff. So, yeah. Uh, right, you are. And hey, thanks for having me on again. Truly, thanks. I, I really appreciate coming on. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I kind of decided to start uh, officially chasing pH, as they say. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, it's kind of been a hot subject, I think, in the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, I had been running, a I kind of been a reactor guy, you know, since day one. And, uh, you know, kind of noticed, I mean, I, I can kind of make it a little bit shorter. Uh, at night, my pH would get really low, sometimes in the high 7.6s, you know, and and I think I was actually experiencing issues, uh, you know, corals not really responding well to that, it's waking up in frags, being RTN even, uh, things like that, and it got me, kind of lit the fire under my belly to try to correct it, and, uh, you know, since I started doing that, I have been uh, almost exhaustively uh, working with different methods and different techniques to try to uh, more so flatten the curve rather than uh, just to get it high. And uh, in doing so, I have implemented uh, Kalkwasser. I've been running that at night, and I still run a, a calcium reactor during the day. Um, not very, uh, not very shortly, you know, it, almost just to keep it from getting too high, you know, just to add a little bit of CO2 and supplement during the day. Um, I also ran, uh, I've got an outside airline, I'm kind of doing that. 
And uh, I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> actually, there, were, there was quite a few things I did. I also uh, took a chunk in uh, an area in my sump, and I made it uh, on an opposite light, a uh, little refugium. I threw some live rock in there and a little uh, LED over that. And uh, and just recently, I'm actually running uh, a CO2 scrubber at night, too, on this little electric solenoid that opens it at night and closes it during the day. So, you know, as, as you would imagine, I've been... Uh, I'm kind of in a constant state of like messing with things anyway. I mean, that's usually how it goes. And, and uh, there's really no like happy, you know, I mean, you were always messing there's with stuff. There's always something. So, you know, whatever you think, but right. There's always something. But uh, to, 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 to that end, I have managed to get my pH at about 8.0 to 8.2 during the day. And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier, as you know, uh, Keith was telling me that his pH is about 8.5 uh, and bottoms out about 8.2. Uh, which to me is like a miracle. I'm not even sure how uh, that's possible, <laughs> well, but uh, I believe him because I saw I've seen the pictures of his tank and it, his corals are growing like crazy. But well, dude, um, ultimately, you, 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 I mean, I think kelp Wasser is an incredibly effective means to supplement, though. I mean, I, I kind of didn't. I mean, it had been a long time, but I didn't want to mess with it because it's kind of high maintenance and kind of messy, you know. And uh, and I've kind of gotten uh, a little bit better at keeping it easy and, and clean and that sort of thing. <laughs> but, yeah, dude. I mean, you know, pH. I guess it's one of yeah, those things. You, you know, you turned me on also to an air exchange unit. It, it was either the first time you oh, were yeah. on or the second time you were on. It might have been right. the first That's time too. you were on, like three years ago. Where oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was all. You, yeah, you you basically um, said that you had just installed an, an I think it was an industrial a commercial grade air exchange unit in yep. your uh, in, yep. in the space where you have your tanks. So yeah, you sent me the link, and um, I uh, I went and I had it installed, and and I you know I personally saw like a, an increase of 0. 0.2 pH points, which was big. You know that's big because pH is a, is a yeah. log logarithmic measurement, and 0. 0.2 um, was was huge. But uh, I yeah I did the same thing. You know I, so I, I I followed your lead on that, and you know then I was doing Cockwasser. Uh, the Chris Meckley uh, right. method in terms of uh, Cockwasser and uh, yeah, cool. Seeing the light for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's impressive, and I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure anyone watching this has seen Keith's tank and seen these giant colonies that he have. That's a pretty good testament to you know elevated pH, obviously having a, a better effect, or you know at least you know a good effect, you know, as opposed to lower pH and, 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 and slower growth and that sort of thing. But, uh, it's all about, uh, the balance, I suppose, is what it comes down to. But, uh, I am convinced that higher pH is, is a good thing as far as SPS. What, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yeah. your, uh, Cockwasser setup? Uh, yeah, well, we were talking a little bit about it. This is, uh, I wish I had a link or something. Maybe I could post it. Uh, uh my supplier, a guy named Tony, a good friend of mine, uh, has had in his shop a, uh, it was a wine, fermenter vat and it was shaped like a cone like an upside down cone and uh you know kind of what i was talking about earlier how one of the reasons why i was not a big fan of calc wasser in the past was how messy it was and how to clean them and that sort of thing uh made it just way less way more of a hassle than just a reactor you just kind of let it run and, and everything works uh but with this vat it's basically just it, it hangs on the wall and uh a little valve it up and then you can drain the, you can drain the leftover powder or whatever uh but one thing i guess i we were kind of talking how you Fill up, a tr fill up your tank and then don't add like you actually don't add any water to that until it's time to like recharge. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I have I have two 30 gallon drums. <clears throat> and so I'll put um, mm. I think a little over two cups of cockwasser in the bottom of the drum and then I'll fill it up with the it's it's 28 gallons of RODI water. I don't go all the way to the top of the uh, to the drum. And then about two weeks later, it's it's pretty much all, you know, I, I, I draw with a uh, GHL doser. So I'm dosing it. I'm pulling it with the with the two dosing heads, which is, is not mm -hmm. the ideal way to do it. 
because the, um, <clears throat> the the GHL doser that I'm using is is not meant for that kind of volume. I mean, I'm dosing, mm, you know, okay. in a crazy <laughs> amount, and and I'm so I'm waiting yeah. I'm waiting for their new uh, their new uh, maxi doser. I can't remember the name of the uh, the um, the new doser off the top of my head, but it's 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 a doser that can handle like you know uh, a lot more volume. It's a doser that you could actually use to do automatic water changes, that sort of thing. So right, anyway, I'm, right. I'm using uh, the GHL doser, cool. a couple of dosing heads, but uh, yeah, you know. So then after a couple of weeks, <clears throat> I'll um, pretty much add you know another couple of cups of Kalkwasser, fill it mm -hmm. up with the uh, RODI water again, and it's good to go. And then every two months, I'll take a shop vac and I'll vacuum out the sludge, just because you know if you don't, then potentially there's a possibility you could have some impurities going into your uh, system. So yeah, right. the uh, that 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 uh, tank that you're talking about sounds very appealing to me in terms of well, not having only, to worry about the shop vac. It is only seven gallons though. I just oh. I just kind of reheard you, and you said your your tanks are actually thirty gallons. That is what you run. So it's a little different system. Uh, I do mine mine runs uh, where it's constantly dripping fresh water into it, so it's not this stable like the stable saturated mixture that all until it's done uh but it has been effective and 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 i, I guess mine stirs once a like once a every morning you know after it's done running but um i might try that i mean it's it's seven gallons so you you're gonna have to refill it but it's much easier to refill though uh with a little valve on the bottom so it costs about 60 bucks and like it's a little fermenting thing for wine or something like that a little wall mounted thing but uh seven gallons only although you could get two and you got 14 gallons at least <laughs> yeah there you go just line yeah, them up yeah yeah, I kind of did. I kind of do. <laughs> so what, um, in terms of the uh, the CO2 scrubber, how often do you have to change the media in that thing? Uh, good question. You know, I'm kind of getting ready to be done with that. <laughs> I have to admit, and like I said, I've got, yeah, I mean, it kind of adds up, you know. Uh, and I will say, without it, I do get like seven, nine. I mean, I don't, I, I'll, I'll dip below uh, eight, you know, if I don't have it, if, if I, when that runs out. But, um I'm kind of torn. You know, I, I was talking to a guy on Instagram who had uh, he had mentioned that he did run a CO2 scrubber and in the past and he uh, got like a pond air pump. I mean, I can't remember what it was called. Okay. I wish I had the name. Like for like a pond, like a, I mean, like a massive amount of air, like an air pump and a bunch of these like larger air stones. And he said that that uh, once he got that on the system, he didn't run. Uh, he was able to not do the CO2 scrubbing anymore. Like that effectively you know, did, did as well as a CO2 scrubber at the time. But, uh, I was looking into those pumps actually, but as of now, you know, I buy like 10 bags at a, at a time, you know, like the big silver bags oh, from wow. BRS. Yeah. And, uh, seemed like they last a while, but it's, it's kind of a hassle. I mean, you know, and mind you, I have it running uh, only at night. I have a little solenoid that shuts it off during the day, but it seems like it exhausts pretty fast, I will say. Okay. And I'm actually running outside. It's, it's outside air coming into it too. So I got this little contraption I made that goes out the, out the wall <laughs> Sucking in, uh, you know, outside air, and it's still exhausted pretty quick. So I don't know if I just wow. have maybe dirty air here or something, but, but, and it, oh, to answer your question, too fast. It goes, <laughs> I go through it too fast. Yeah, it's getting, a, it's getting a little old. I will say. Yeah, I've never, uh, I've never tried a CO two uh, scrubber. Of, um, I've used. I don't think you need one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. You know, I, th I think, um, you know, the other thing I'm doing uh, is also dripping my calcium reactor effluent into the, uh, t into the skimmer pump intake. Yeah, right. That's know, a good and I know you have to be careful with that. Because of um, you know calcium deposits, you don't want to seize up your um, your your pump because of that. Yeah. But um, you know it it hasn't been an issue. I I, I try to stick on my uh, maintenance in terms of cleaning my pumps every three months, 
And, you know, I mean, you, you know, it as well as anybody in terms of like trying to keep up with that maintenance, whatever it is, it's just so, so important to, to be proactive right, about that stuff. Right. Um, no, that is true. That is true. Kind of ongoing, really. Just uh, like I, I have a ton of gyres. Like, you know, in, in my main raceway, I have uh, six you know big tanks and there's four gyres in each of those tanks. And it takes me all weekend to clean all the gyres. Oh, man. I'm not a big fan of the. Just a big. It's like I have to. Okay. I'm not a big fan of the gyros because the cleaning part of it, that's, um, you know, I, yeah, it's a pain it, in the butt. It no, is. And, and, and what's happened to me, you know, I've had, I've had a few of them where I've cleaned them and I swear to God, I put them back together mm -hmm. the way they were put, uh, you know, together by the, uh, by the manufacturer and they just don't mm -hmm. work because there's one part that's binding that I, you know, did not put in. Yeah, they're, they're, def they're definitely quirky. And I will say the reason I, I like them, I mean, I haven't found a better alternative uh, for shallow yeah. tanks. I mean, it's almost like it, it is the perfect means for flow in a shallow tank because anything round or like, you know, an old Tunzi or something, you're just blasting the corals. It's the only thing that really gets the flow on the top. And, you know, there's just not much room between the top of the coral and the top of the water. But uh, I have this regimen. I got this little Ryobi... Uh, pressure washer oh i saw that it's yeah what, what, what did you get washer. that's really cool yeah it's actually it's actually pretty sweet so i'll take all the cages out and i'll put them in vinegar for the day and then i'll spend an hour you know just with the hose and thing blasting all the crap off and uh i mean like i said it's a whole weekend affair because i got so many <laughs> of them but uh like i'm getting better at I mean, it's, i'm getting more efficient at it you know compared to the good old days where i'd soak them and have to scrub them and you know brush and that sort of thing but uh they are quirky and i guess i've kind of maybe learned the, yeah. the learning curve on how to get yeah. them to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, until something better comes along for shallow tanks, I don't think I'd use anything else at this point just cause otherwise you're just blasting the coral. Like you don't get that above the, you know, it's like the perfect line above and the coral. That I've also found them great to use underneath a frag rack because you know, you could put them right down the right, bottom same, and blast exactly. the detritus underneath the frag rack. And, um, you know, there's nothing right, else I can right. do. That. In fact, that's enough. <laughs> that's another uh subject i had a post just this week about uh on reef to reef about uh detritus and what the heck was it what were we talking about someone mentioned you about yeah it was about detritus and just kind of like should because that was another thing getting back to your first question another thing i've kind of like waged war on uh is detritus and for whatever reason I, i've tried you know super wet skimming and and uh the list kind of goes on um filter socks and filter felt and yada da you know all these sorts of in tank filter things and uh, someone mentioned that, it, and basically the, the gist of the post was like, do I even need to do this at all? This is something mm -hmm. that like, you know, like, you know, talk some sense into me, like, am I wasting my time? And someone said, well, Keith, uh, they said, Keith and Mike Pauletta both are pretty uh, extensive mechanical filter people, uh, you know, users. And, and I said, okay, well, I'll talk to them about that. <laughs> Just what happens, I'm going to go on a show this week. And uh, so here we are. But I mean, maybe you can tell me a little bit about like what you do for detritus actually, because I'm super yeah, curious. You know, so when I had, um, when I had Mike on, um, one, one time he was talking about, he basically takes a power head and um, periodically blows the uh, detritus off the rocks, you know, in, in his uh, mm -hmm. big reef tank to uh, dislodge it, you know, detritus, get it uh, into the water column so the mechanical filtration can, uh, sure. can capture it. But, you know, so I'll do that sometimes. Um, and he's using like just filter socks or something? I mean, yeah, I, like I, I, I believe he, uh, he is using uh, filter socks. So he's just kind of allowing the, sure. uh, the filter socks to catch the, uh, the, uh, the detritus that's in the water okay. column. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten to the point now where I'm also like um, in my bare bottom tank, the peninsula tank, there's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I've got like a ton of flow in that tank. So I've got, um, you know, it's a 225 gallon tank. I've got 
four MP40s and two MP60s in that tank, bare bottom. So it's just really, it's it's like a nice little uh, washing machine in there. But you know, at at the right. uh, the viewing end of the uh, that the tank, the end the uh, the viewing panel end of the tank, that's the only place it seems like where I'm getting detritus that settles. And so every other day, I just mm -hmm. siphon that out. Um, okay, so you are actively and, aggressively. Yeah. And, and every week, okay. um, and, and I'll do the same thing in a, you know, a couple other frag tanks. If I see some spots where the detritus is settling, I'll siphon it out. Um, when I do water changes okay. every week, I'll uh, siphon out the um, detritus in the, in the sumps. Uh, you know, yeah, so I, I right. same with me. And, and what do you use for, like, what do you actually use for mechanical, just socks? I've got, like, like um, those yeah. ribbon filter, whatever they call like the... Oh, what do they call like the filter rollers? No, I've I, I never tried the uh, the filter rollers, but I just uh, I've got nylon filter socks. I've got the Royal Exclusive Dream boxes, and so they come with uh, ten uh -huh. nylon filter socks per uh, you know in different micron sizes. So, okay, well, uh, what uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, what do you? How do you clean them? Like, what do you use? Garden to clean hose. Them? Yeah. Garden hose. Okay, just, interesting. Uh, I, I use my little, uh, I use my little Ryobi. That, another thing you might consider. Yeah, I, you got to send me a link to that too, dude, because that looks really yeah, it neat. Is great. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I won't turn this into a Ryobi commercial, but I had, I got, a, I got a smaller one like a year ago, and it was like 300 psi. And it was kind of crappy, and there was some things about it that just weren't all that great, and that finally broke. You know, no huge surprise. So I got, you know, they have a newer one. You know, they kind of improved it, and a lot of things that sucked about the the older one uh, are. Are gone now. Uh, for example, it's 600 psi, which is pretty good. I mean, I don't really need it anything stronger for kind of my little things that I need upstairs. And uh, you can, t it had like the older one had this big rod, yep. you know, between the nozzle and, and the thing, and got rid of that. So it's like this little stubby little gun thing. Anyway, it was like 130 bucks. Not not a bad, not a bad, and it runs on the 18 volt yeah, batteries or whatever. But, uh, send handy send little me thing the link. I'll post it in the uh, in the comments after the uh, live stream. I, will. I, I made a, a little video. Oh, on yeah, Instagram that's about, what I saw. I made it. A funny little. Oh, that's another thing. I guess someone uh, about a year ago was like, "You need to like expand your Instagram presence. You're like kind of you're like falling. You're you know you're back <laughs> in the dust. You know you're, you're you're way way behind." So I've decided to bit you know build my, my build up my following whatever you want to call it uh, a little bit more. I'm a little more active, almost probably probably more in there now than on uh, reef to reef even. But uh, it all comes down to like how busy I am and how much time I have to devote to that kind of stuff. But uh, I will say like my Instagram presence has yeah, certainly no, I'm, blossomed. Yeah, no, I'm definitely <laughs> this year to an extent. I mean, uh, someone just said you gotta you gotta like you gotta work on that because like everyone else, you know, that's kind of the way things are. I mean, that's. I, uh, That's the world we are in right I'm now. enjoying so, your uh, increased presence because I, uh, I, 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 every time you're, uh, you're okay, posting, so, I'm, I'm, I'm catching, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm catching know. the, uh, the, uh, the alerts there in terms of, uh, it's coming, it's coming up to my feed there. So, know. you know, cool. obviously, cool. uh, we're connected somehow there, dude, okay. but, uh, what, what about, uh, Right, and and I do see yours too. That, that's, that's where I've been seeing what about, the tank uh, pictures, but, what about but, Battle Vision uh, yeah. on YouTube? What happened <laughs> to that? <laughs> you know, that was a project. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Again, like just, you know, not enough hours in the day kind of thing. But, you know, I said, you know, when my kids got, I don't know, this is like probably four or five years ago now. I said, you know, like maybe this would be something you guys could like <laughs> do for me. <laughs> you know, like you could maybe take the reins and I mean, it'd be great. I was all for it. And, you know, here we are four or five years later and it hasn't really, you know, hasn't really blossomed like I was hoping. But I mean, I started off kind of strong and I was doing Del I was selling, doing the Dell Tech thing back then. So I had a lot of stuff like that going on. But but uh, it Obviously, I don't think I've had posted a video on there since like, you know, five <laughs> it takes years. takes a lot of time. But, but I, the, well, here's, 
here's the thing. And, the, you know, I, I, I'm aware of that. I had every intention, like, I mean, when you make these little reels for Instagram, you have to shoot them in the long view. I mean, like, it's, it's the, I don't know, the, the aspect ratio, the long view. And if you try to post those, if you try to, like, ping pong them to yeah. YouTube, they just look terrible. So rather than have to kind of create two different videos, like, I kind of just took the lazy man's route and just pinged them onto yeah. Instagram rather than yeah, try yeah. to be more, you know, have more content. And, so uh, we got, so. <laughs> uh, all right, let's try to incorporate some comments and questions from the uh, viewers since we only got you to a quarter sure. of. Um, Mike H. Rats Reef, uh, I siphon my detritus out of the tank and into a filter sock holder in the sump every few days. That's a cool idea. It gets the job done and I don't have to shut off any pumps. And it, re and it recycles like it. the water then? Sounds like, like it. it just goes yep. through the sock? Yeah, um, that's a good call. Well, I guess my question, not even to cut you off, I mean, my the, the big question that I posed in that thread was, is it necessary? Like, is there, I mean, can I just let it collect? Because I've got about mm. two inches of, like, muck in that little refugium area now that I was telling you about. And I do run, actually, a gyre upside down in the main part of my sump, so there's some flow there. But, I mean, the real question was, do I need, like, should I... Do I do we need to get it out of there in the first place? Is it is it a problem that needs to be addressed? And I guess the definitive and we did there wasn't a definitive answer. I, 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 you know, I personally think it I'm does help. It. You know, especially in a um, in okay. a system where uh, like a frag tank or something where you know things can just um, yeah. really I think algae can can proliferate on frag racks and stuff. Right. Well, yeah, on rocks and stuff. For I sure. don't know. I, I yeah, just kind of find yeah, it. Racks, um, right. I think it's, I think it is beneficial. I think it does help, um, kind of control nitrates and phosphates. Well, I mean, it feels like it would be it's like, like when you see what comes out of it, you know, like when you see, like you're physically removing this crap from the water and like, you know, that's kind of, I think that's why I just went at it so fiercely, you know, cause I, I had this little rack, like I don't, I didn't have like an actual like roller filter. I just had like a piece of egg crate that was kind of over an overflow part in my sump that it flows over. So kind of a poor man's, you know, filter floss kind of thing. And, uh, I mean, it gets dirty and it got dirty and it got dirty. And I, and I kind of kept waiting for it to kind of like not get so dirty so fast. Like I would kind of wait yeah. for it to kind of catch up with it. Like at what point would I be, you know, like water not be so dirty. And like after a year, it, it I didn't, what, I, um, I never got so what, what are you so, currently uh, running your yeah. nitrates and phosphates at? Uh, you know, I don't really, t I have no idea. <laughs> You're, you haven't <laughs> tested in a while, huh? I have no idea. I, I know that I have the ultra low phosphorus, uh, the little green egg and, uh, I did test this week and I think it was 29 or like 30 on the little bit ultra okay. low phosphorus, okay. not phosphate. Uh, I'm not pretty dense about that, but, uh, nitrate actually, I do have a backup system that has very little fish and I have been dosing uh, a Brightwell kind of a commercial, like a, it's like a five times strength nitrate solution or something like that. And I did, yep. I, I will say, I saw corals go from pale and not happy to like considerably more vibrant, actually, you know, people that got corals from that tank first, you know, the first thing they'd say like, man, these are some light looking coral, man. I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, well, you know, they're healthy. I promise it didn't happen in shipping. It was like, yeah, there's no fish in this tank and yada, yada, yada. And uh, that's kind of gone. I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that went away. I, we solved that problem. But uh, I mean, I, I, I did watch, uh, you know, an extremely low nutrient tank considerably improve uh, after I added nitrate, but that's because there's no fish. My main system, I have a lot of rabbit fish, a lot of big eaters and, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, I don't know, the last time I checked it with just a little Sally Ferd, it was like clear. <laughs> I oh, mean, there really? wasn't, much so nothing. wasn't much pink to it, I guess. And, uh, and I haven't been dosing in that thing just because of all the fish, but and that's one of those things. I mean, I've kind of been all around the block on like, it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. Uh, I, I'm sure that some is better than bottoming out for sure though. I mean, like you definitely want some in there. 
uh, you know, some measurable amount for sure. So we had a question earlier about um, coloration and and what you just talked about in terms of dosing nitrates in terms of helping uh, colors. I'm just looking for the uh, for the question. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see here. It was that'll all come to it. About all right, yeah, salty dad. What do you think helps out the most with bringing out the best coral colors? My rose vine looks okay, but I know it can look better. Should I move to a higher par or more flow, et cetera? So, besides, uh, you know, dosing nitrates, Adam, what uh, what do you think is a key in terms of getting the most colors out of your corals? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm definitely old school uh, when it comes to this sort of thing, and and I know that even in the last like maybe five years, there's you know, liquids and things, and especially amino acids and that sort of stuff that more than likely would even benefit my system for sure. And I haven't really dabbled with that much, but, you know, it's kind of the same old, same old, like st stability, you know, you want to keep elk and I think even more so now elk and pH relatively stable and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of like the classic high flow and high light, you know, nothing out of the ordinary there. But, uh, I do think, you know, back in the, in the good old days, like everyone was shooting to have, you know, no phosphate and low phosphate, low phosphate. And, uh, and I think that was doing a lot more detriment than, uh, we realized, <laughs> until we kind of, you know, observed that whatever was happening, like our filters were better or whatever, like we were removing it too, too much or maybe too much DFO, whatever the case. And uh, as far as coloration goes, it seems like stability really is the king, you know? I mean, like things, you know, even like a, a temperature swing, you know, could, could do it. But, you know, I'd say stable parameters are probably at the top of the list. I mean, for keeping, keeping color vibrant, I guess, for, for bringing the most out of it, I know. I always think highlight really seems to be the key to, I mean, I know, I mean, I've kind of always been in the highlight camp, you know, and, uh, but that's kind of, I guess that's a thin line to walk too. Cause if you're, if you are going to be in a lower end of nutrients, you know, that's, it's like threading a needle yeah. really, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It comes down to yep. <laughs> so it, you, you talked about lighting. Are you still using pretty much all the, uh, the different types of, uh, lights? Uh, I do. I still have, uh, I, in my possession, the last 12, uh, it was Saki 65 Ks. <laughs> uh, I run four at a time, you know, over my halide tank. And I've actually got some uh, LEDs on the side now just to kind of fill in some spots. But, uh, you know, I've been pushing them. I get about, I think, I, I think these last ones I, I had them in for three years before I changed oh, them. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, on M80 ballast even. So I know wow. that. Honestly, they ran fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I pushed them about three years. So having said that, I've probably got another six, <laughs> another six years of, like, decent, you know, halide with those bulbs if I really want to do it. And I probably will at this point. I mean, I may not push them that far, but, but I mean, I, I think I've, I've considered that when though, when I, when I'm done with those bulbs, I think that would be the time that I, I, I I'm not sure. I mean, even in, in another three or four years, like LEDs would probably be even that much better and have something more going for them. But I, I think that will be the time where I'll, I'll pull them down and, and replace them with something. Cause I, it's four reflectors on, on lumen brights and you know, whatever I can kind of plug in, in place of those, it'll be the time. I don't think I'm going to go to T5s though. I think that's, that ship has kind of sailed. Although oh, you're not using my backup. You're not using T5s anymore? No, my, my backup is, is all T5 except uh, it's three uh, smaller tanks that are all T5 and then one frag tank that's uh, all LED. But no, I think at the end of the day, people ask me like, what, what do you really think is the best? Like, what do you think really does, is the most effective? And when you compare, I mean, I always thought T5 do something that like halides and LEDs don't. I mean, there's something that happens, I think, with the coverage, something about it. Like, they're, like, like otherwise, a lot of the corals are pretty much similar between halide and, and, and LED. But the T5 corals definitely have something that the other ones don't, for what it's worth. But I, having said that, I don't think I'll replace the halides with T5, too, because that's just kind of doing a like a lateral change, you know, as opposed to a, 
an upgrade essentially, but I don't think I'm going to buy any more halide bulbs after I'm That's done with it. these last uh, So bulbs. if if you were like giving somebody First advice <laughs> in terms of getting the most out of their uh, you know SPS in terms of colors and growth, what would your advice be in terms of lighting? Um, and and you know, so we we you know obviously uh, halides. You're um, sounds like you're um, you're, you're kind of like uh, going to be phasing that stuff out, but. If you had to give somebody advice, and, and it doesn't matter in terms of um, you know heat or electricity bills or all that sort of thing, what would your would your advice be? Would it be like uh, one one particular light um, you know type or a combination? Well, I mean, I think we're pretty much there for LEDs. I mean, there's nothing an LED can't do that that a halide can do at this point. I mean, I'm pretty convinced. I know there's still some heated arguments about that sort of stuff, <laughs> but I mean, I'm I don't need a whole lot more convincing that. You know, LEDs are certainly effective. And I know I just kind of rambled on about T5s and how they have something better maybe happens. But at the end of the day, I think as the technology even improves, there's really no reason not. I mean, there's just no reason not to use LEDs, I would say. I mean, it's almost kind of a shtick at this point that I have the three choices and that sort of thing. But, but uh, you know, I can't I couldn't see like like taking a step back and, and adding more T5s to the system, like, you know, that sort of thing. Or you know, certainly not adding more halides, but but. Mm -hmm. It seems like with any commercial, uh, even DIYs, but any like reasonable commercial LED fixture, you can't go wrong. Well, with these I, I'm certainly uh, convinced because um, you know we were talking before the show, and I talk I've talked yeah. a lot about this on the <laughs> right. live stream that I'm, I'm you know I was um, a big metal halide T5 guy for years and years and years. Yeah, yeah I you were. Uh, I was one of the guys that just <laughs> I mean, did not want to you know yeah. lose uh, you know get get rid of my uh, halides, but. Yeah, making the transition to LEDs has uh, certainly been eye-opening. Um, and yeah, I, I think that um, obviously there's been a lot of folks out there that have had a lot of success using LEDs, and, and it's um, it's certainly a viable, very viable, <laughs> you know, alternative. That's not that's not news. That's not right, news in the hobby. Right. A lot of people, uh, you know, know that. And, Right. Like we're, we're there. I mean, like 10 years ago, it was kind of like, will they, won't they? But I mean, like we've, we've crossed that threshold years ago. It's like, I mean, most new, most people wouldn't even consider using anything else at this point. I mean, they wouldn't even be on their radar to use a right. halide bulb. <laughs> you know? If you can even find it, I mean, if you can even find it, but it's just kind of become the, the, the completely the norm. And, and I'm convinced like the technology is improving as well. You know what I mean? Like I, like I said, in another, if I get 12 years out of my halides, I guess we'll see. But, you know, in another 12 years, some of these fixtures will be even more impressive, I'm sure. Like efficiency and, you know, what have you. Uh, you know, it's it's here to stay and it's only Technology is sure, a beautiful so. thing. Um, Ham calls has an interesting is. question. Um, what causes some acros to brown out while others acros are full of color and nutrients are not the issue? Any uh, thoughts on that, Adam? Yeah, story of my life, really. Uh, you know, same thing. Just you know, I guess I kind of have like a like an ethos of my own. Like, if ninety five percent of my coral looks relatively good, and like five percent doesn't look good, as as hard as it is to to try not to dwell on that, I try to not focus on the ones. I mean, kind of like you can make you can't make them all happy all the time, kind of thing. And and I know mean, that's kind of a cop out, but uh, you know. If 95% of the tank is looking good, you don't. There's nothing that you might want to change necessarily. It might just be genetics of the coral or something to that effect. And you could try moving it around or fragging it or maybe some, you know, internal things. But I wouldn't consider that a problem with the tank. You know, obviously, let's say you've got 10 acros and, and nine look good and one looks crappy. You know, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. You know, 
Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, I'm, uh, story, I'm so <laughs> bummed out because, although I do have a backup, but my, uh, my BC Hyperberry colony that I had in one of my <clears throat> frag tanks browned ah. out on me. And that was like the only one Weird. that browned out in the whole system. You know, I do have it uh, in my LED tank that's and it's doing fine and all that sort of thing. But yeah, it was just like one out of uh, like 100 corals that just browned out. And I don't really have any explanation. Yeah. So no. any any idea? No. Like, I mean, nothing led up. To, yeah, yeah. Well, again, it just seems like that's that's the story. That's the story of, of my life there, man. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing I try, I try to say. I mean, it's kind of sh shimy, but, uh, you know, I try not to get too attached because these things, man, they, you, know, you look at them wrong and... <laughs> and uh it sucks and that's it's, it. it it's part of it you know? but it's good to have backups I guess yes that's, <laughs> it's like you said that was a, you got a backup of the hyperberry i have an entire system dedicated that's one thing i've, I've kind of done since day one you know when i started kind of actually actively propagating uh have a separate redundant system for backups because and it has saved many of many of my own kind of signature pieces you know are here with me still because of the backups yes. i had and as soon as that thing gets big enough to frag the backup yes. then i'll make another backup yes. and get that back in the main you know that was that was like the reason why continue, um, but, uh, i couldn't i can't stress the importance of a, of a of a backup or a friend maybe to bank them with or something but yeah anyway, no that was uh, that was the reason why i started the peninsula tank system was to have a backup system so it's definitely right. come in handy yeah Good call. um <laughs> Believe me. I, All right, I another, uh, <laughs> we're going we're to try to hit as many questions as possible, Adam, because we only got you for like another 10 yeah, minutes. Please. But Sammy31D, what's uh, his no opinions problem. on farming under 100% blues? I've been doing for quite a while with great success. Main displays still get some mm. weight purely for fish display. What do you think uh, in terms of? I'm very curious. In fact, I think I've heard stories of people. I think I heard Jason Fox runs like all actinics, and I'm not sure about that, but um this is something I've been wanting to try for a long time. We just haven't done it. But like, you know, in just even with some of my T5 set systems, because uh, I'm still running 65K Tropic bulbs and those things. So, you know, everything's yellow up in my shop. But uh, I very much want to try that. I don't have an opinion on it because I haven't done it yet, but I'm very curious myself. So one of these days, and that's, and I'm talking about T5, I suppose, again, with LED, I mean, it almost seems like, the par is the same. I mean, I don't know how much the spectrum. I guess that's a great experiment. I, I think I should try. I would actually like to try that. Just run it solid blue, maybe dedicate one tank and maybe a couple of fixtures over, you know, a, a section to be completely blue. Like just as just as intense, but no white, no whites at all. Uh, I would be yeah, very you mentioned um, Jason Fox. He uh, when he was on the show, he said um, well, it was either on my show or um, when, when Jake Adams went to interview him in his house. I can't remember. <laughs> What uh, what uh, what what mm -hmm. was uh, what, what I heard this, but he said that um, you know he he likes the, uh, the the blue spectrum because you know when he's been diving to collect corals, all the stuff that he collects is like pretty right. much under I, I uh, blue that. light, you know, way down, you know, mm -hmm. in the uh, in, in, on the reef. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it does, it does make um, sense. Another thing about uh, Jason Fox, you know, he. Um, he said a big key to his uh, success and and uh, regime in terms of um, you know keeping. Uh, corals is doing large water changes. What? Um, what? Uh, just mm. re remind all the folks in terms of what your philosophy is in terms of water changes. Yeah, I'm still on board. I mean, you know, the larger the system, the the harder they kind of tend to be. You know, so I've have kind of found out myself. But you know, I still try to do at least once a month. Sometimes I get like if everything's looking great, you know, then it it seems easier to kind of maybe skip a month but uh generally you know i have a big 300 gallon kind of big trough and uh it's on the second floor so i don't fill it up all the way i'm still a little sketched out by that but um i do about 100 gallon maybe 150 gallon uh at least every couple of weeks in my main and the backup you know is kind of uh 
more of an experiment tank. I mean, it doesn't get the 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 diligence that the main does, but uh, I'm a firm believer in water changes. I'm definitely not in the camp of like, nah, you don't need that. Just add traces or whatever. Uh, you know, in fact, and I will say, every time I do a water change, I do tend to notice a little perk, a little. You know, there, it does seem like a pretty obvious like perk up. You know, whether it's just a like color, maybe just gleans a little bit, you know, more, maybe some tip growth is a little bit more, you know, active or something. Um, I would say it's a little more challenging in a larger system though. You know, I can't, well, that's even one thing. If I needed to, if I had like a problem, let's say like I thought that there was some, I'll give you an example. Uh, a couple weeks ago in one of my six troughs there, uh, there was a smell, kind mm. of a dead snaily smell, you know, and I'm like, you know, sometimes that happens and it's just a snail and I shrug it off. I'm, you know, wasn't in any tank. And a couple more days go by, and I'm like, okay, the smell's still there. And, you know, I don't have a, as good of inventory of my fish as I, as I should. Well, it was a big dead Ooh. rabbit fish kind of tucked in the corner uh, right right mm. by the overflow. So it wasn't really getting into the tank. But, you know, kind of – I mean, it was like mm. half rotten. It was bad. You know, it certainly – you know, I – to answer that one guy's question, that will have that will affect your color, <laughs> the coloration of your corals. I promise you that. Anyway, so but in a big tank, you know, in my main system, I can't I can't do like a therapeutic like large water change to kind of flush the system like that, and it takes a while to make water too. So even if I want to get like 500 gallons worth of water change, that's like you know three weeks almost worth of like making water and trying to to do that. So like, you know, it's kind of a I don't know the word a double edged sword having a larger system in that regard. It's a little bit like like by comparison, my my backup system is only about three hundred gallons, and I, I can do like a ninety percent water change if I had to. Uh, you know, I guess I've uh, oddly enough, I've been considering maybe splitting the, the my main into two into mm. two raceways, just you know, and and maybe making lighting lightening the load or something like that, and and just kind of seeing how that goes. And actually, you know what I have been thinking of taking one of my tanks, and this is uh, something my son's been talking about, and Separating it from the system completely, putting most of my fish in there, and then having an Ooh. LPS tank. Wow. I don't know. I've never. There you go. Like, eh, that, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that could be interesting. Yeah, well, I, I, tr I tried that years ago, and I had a really good hookup. I tried that years ago, like kind of, you know, my third or fourth year, you know, I had a really good wholesale, and I had all this great stuff. And, like, maybe people just realized that, like, my heart, like, I was not nearly as enthusiastic about it. And, you know, needless to say, I didn't, I think I ended up giving it most of the way. Like, nobody wanted my chalices, whatever. <laughs> But it's a different environment. That's when t that's when torches were like right. fifteen bucks, you know, and and all those hammers and stuff were just like ten bucks. Uh, different climate now, and I have a huge tank that. And my son was like, "Oh, you got to do that, Dad. You got to do that." So maybe we can figure something out. I mean, I know that there's a market for that, but but uh, maybe one of these days right. we'll see some right. LPS on the uh, site. So one of these days, or even like yeah. Zoanthus. Well, all right. So we only got a few more minutes left, man. Let's uh, let's just quickly talk about corals all right, and um, anything that's really exciting. That's a uh, kind of like a new release you have out there you know uh that, that you want to talk about what's uh what's, I get so what's, lost what's up there really i've got so much, like i think <laughs> what really gets you I mean, excited it's, it's, in terms I of guess, this stuff well, i think i mean there's some really nice oranges that i've been that i've gotten that i've been really impressed i've seen by. that I mean, on I've instagram gotten, man like electric yeah orange. yeah i mean just some stuff that like really glows i mean i'm, I'm always interested in stuff like that i mean thin brancher stuff always i like but usually for me, it's like more oddball. I'm not, I'm kind of like, I mean, like the tenuous, like the, the tenuous thing has kind of run its course for me. Like, I mean, I, I completely mm -hmm. stopped naming them, you know, years ago, at least, you know, I mean, I'm not, it's, it's kind of run its course for me, but when you see some of these under blue lights, they are quite impressive, I will say, but, yeah. uh, you know, not, not on the top of my list of like what I gravitate towards at all, as yeah. much as I hate to say it, but what, uh, well, it's a thing. What would you say your top three favorite corals are? 
Top three uh, of my own, I would probably say uh, my blood bank or my cricket spine, they're kind of similar. Uh, the the uh, bubble bath unicorn, of course. Oh, that's another thing, too. I'm kind of done naming. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not really naming corals anymore. In fact, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I have a feature on the site that you can actually shut all the names off. I don't know if I had that. Yes, you did uh, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's a little button that says no glitz or enter no glitz. You know, <laughs> I'm kind of like. I mean, it's just it's just getting boring at this point. But so you know, unfortunately, you know, you won't there won't be you know, I'm like I'm kind of phasing that out as well. Either either way, uh, you know, as long as you got me, like bubble bath unicorn, <laughs> certainly a long time favorite, and uh, and I've always liked that bleeding tree too. Just that kind of abro with the green uh, with the super red polyps. I guess that, that's the yeah. contest. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorites uh, from you as well. Um, all right, dude. So I know uh, for for those folks that weren't uh, tuned into the beginning of the show, uh, Adam was like bedridden all uh, all day, and uh, he has uh, rallied to be on the live stream tonight. And we uh, we thank you very much, dude, for uh, for doing that. I appreciate for, it for slugging it yeah, out. Yeah, I, I kind of got I kind of got that like stage like show must go on thing that kind of kind of billowed through me. But uh, I'm sure I'll be done for here in a, when we when we unhook. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll have plenty more to uh, talk about the next time we have you on the show. Because yeah, uh, let's do it again. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah, let's definitely do it again. I'm a little foggy too, so you know you'll have to bear <laughs> with me on that. But uh, but it's always a pleasure, man. Honestly, I love coming on the show. It's good, good stuff, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, really appreciate uh, you being on there, Adam. So all right, folks, that's going to be uh, it for the show tonight. I really want to thank Adam again for uh, for being on the live stream. I also want to thank both Bulk Resupply and Ecotech Marine for sponsoring the live stream. And I also want to thank all you folks out there for tuning in. Also, big thank you. To Paul, who is the moderator, who I think also burned his hand during the live stream. So hopefully, Paul, oh. you're uh, hopefully you're uh, you're okay. <laughs> uh, Paul's also the president of the Boston Reefer Society. Please join and support your local reefing clubs. They are so important to this hobby. Um, finally, I want to let you all know that the uh, episodes, all episodes of Rabbit and Reef Bum, are available as podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon. My next Rapping with Reef Bum live stream will be on Thursday, March 23rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to have hobbyist Mark Vanderwall on, so that's going to be another great show, so please tune in for that. Cool. If you want to check out the full upcoming schedule of guests on ReefBum.com, just visit the <coughs> YouTube section. So until then, be safe, be well, and we will see you next time. Adios.